This is Stephen Strang. Today on the Strang Report, I'm going to get an update from Pastor Frank of Media, who I've interviewed numerous times on the podcast, always get a great result, and he was the first one to contact me when the Chinese coronavirus got in the news, and he had information about what was going on in China. He sent me the information February 12th. I just reviewed it yesterday, and we did a podcast, a huge response, and reported a lot of things that no other media were reporting at the time. And today, he's going to give us an update from somebody who just came back from China yesterday. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Well, Pastor Frank Amidi, I appreciate your friendship and I appreciate the way you become a source for me, particularly in China, where you actually put me in touch with some other leaders who I interviewed, you know, just to do my own due diligence on what I was hearing, because some of it seemed rather outlandish, but you really seem to have your finger on the pulse, and now you tell me that a uh, the wife of a good friend of yours just got back from China yesterday. Tell me what you found out and what is going on. Thanks, Steve. Good to be back with you. Once again, thank you so much for being a real voice to the world at the point like this, and especially the Christians and believers, real facts, real news with a Christian perspective. I love you for that, and I'll always be here to serve with you. But what happened was uh, that yesterday uh, she returned. We were waiting for her to get back. Uh, Her release was delayed for obvious reasons from all the way back in early February. Then there was a quarantine as she was moving and making her way here, and then finally, Uh, She got back home to our area, and uh, she and her husband and I briefed uh, this morning. And uh, what we're finding out is that the news and the facts that we're getting out of China, as I don't think we're surprised to know, uh, are not real. They're not truth. And that even though some of it's being reported by the World Health Organization, it doesn't mean they're distorting it to us. What it means is they're getting bad numbers, bad facts. And so, yes, it's reduced, but the government is keeping it strict. And there are a lot of times a methodology that is really not something that we would ever uh, uh, allow here in this country. And they're controlling more what is coming out of the country with propaganda, as we should well expect, and totally shutting down facts coming into the country, including through the internet. Now, what is most important, is the policy that's coming from President Z. And what we're learning, Steve, is that he's feeling that he could be in a little bit of trouble there. Uh, You know, the Chinese government, historically, since it was reestablished as a communist government, isn't very tolerant for a long time. And there's always a power play there, always somebody ready to push somebody else out. And so his biggest priority was to eliminate the lowest scale poverty by the end of this year. Well, he can't do that if they don't have people working and if there's not production and economic growth. So what is happening is they are releasing people, and my sources tell me prematurely, who aren't really cleared of coronavirus, who have been susceptible to it, but in the instance, he's got to get them back in the factory. So they're getting bus back in. 
and they're getting released into localities. And these patients that should probably be confined are being put back to work because the economy is the most important thing. People aren't as important. My source says the mentality there in the communist government is we have too many people anyway. We can sacrifice people. What a contradiction to what's coming out of our country where every life is so important. We're willing to shut down our entire country for 100 deaths right now, whereas this country, which brought that terror to, to the world, and I'm going to agree with you, Steve, through the P4 lab, we'll get into that in a moment, the consequence is that we could see, we could see that China will have a recycling of this. We may never know, but we have to pray and trust that our president keeps the borders sealed, that we don't believe their stats. And we must remember they are not letting world experts or our own medical experts into their country, and they are not sharing medical advice with us. And then there was this strategy of dumping the responsibility of the plague on the U.S. Well, that was because they were trying to convince their own people, because there are right now rumblings there, that's just the tip of the iceberg, where they're beginning to see again some of their, their, their neighborhoods riling up angry for what was hidden from them, angry for how it was mishandled. So the best thing is to dump it on the United States. Interestingly enough, we have a Cyrus 45 president. He's a counterpuncher. He doesn't like to be punched. And so what did he do? He punched right back and he called it the Chinese virus. Well, then everybody said that was racist. And the truth of the matter is, it is from China. What did China do? They recalled their ambassador. They wanted to show something, and this president didn't really care. So he said, let him go back home. So just two days ago, when the Chinese government had demonized America, we find out that what they're really interested about is the economic uh, recovery. I'm not saying two days ago, forgive me, that they demonized America. Two days ago, they undemonized America. And they began to tell their news media, stop demonizing them because this president's going to be too tough on us. And why? Because if they can't sell, import and export, then President Z's policies are done. All it is about there, Steve, is about the economy. Now, what's happening with the church? My people tell me that the churches continue to strengthen. And the government's really not persecuting them right now because, it, well, they're always persecuting them, but not because as a result of the coronavirus, they're allowing them to go with their message. They're allowing them to go with their prayers because it's sort of the attitude, hey, anything that works to calm the people down, anything that works to heal the people, that's for us. And listen to this word, Steve, not against us. What did Jesus say? If they're not against me, they're for us. That's the word from China. Let me ask you about this uh, information you got Uh before we uh, started recording the podcast, uh, you told me that this lady is the wife of a man, a Chinese pastor who now in America, who uh, you you uh, con connected me with him. I actually interviewed him. And so I'm just curious, and I think my listeners are curious, this is his wife who happened to be in China. She was stuck. And how did she get through since I'm under the impression from what you pick up in the news media, that travel from China now is prohibited. That's correct. Well, she is an American citizen. And so they've been citizens here for quite a while. 
um, he is by trade was a biologist and he practiced his trade both in China and then here. They're very, very wise people, very smart people. So she began her journey back, Stephen, almost uh, five weeks ago. It took her this long to make her way back here. And she did get out with one of the last people that got out and she was able to make her way back here. She had a sick father there that she went to be with, not because of coronavirus. She went there after the Chinese New Year to be with them anyway. And so by the grace of God, she got out and she made her way here and she went through quarantines, both self and otherwise. She went through all the testings and she got her way back here. Well, that's good to know. And so she's able to bring you uh, firsthand information uh, that we're not getting uh, really any other way. And, uh, and also, you've given us information about the church. What do you believe that God is saying prophetically at this time, and what do you think will happen in the next uh, two to four weeks? Well, I think two to four weeks we're going to see that some of this fear, first and foremost, here in this country is going to calm down. The reason being is that numbers are settling in, and let, this is just this isn't a prophetic answer. This is a rational answer, a political answer. And in that basis, by the way, I have two degrees: one's in philosophy and religion, one's in political science. And so I sometimes wear either hat. I'm sure my wife will tell you I'm not a very good political science, and I'm not sure if I'm a very good philosopher as well. But in that basis, putting on the political science hat. Um, I would have to say to you that we're going to see that calming down some. Now, on the other hand, the anxiety and fear is going to increase because the crunch, the economic crunch is going to hit. I think we need to be very careful to put an end stop to this thing in a very short while uh, because our numbers are going to increase for a while. We're going to see that we're going to have victories. We're definitely going to see that treatments are going to be working. But we also need to understand that, you know, sometimes Fear doesn't have a name, uh, a different name. That demon comes however it is. And so if it's not coronavirus and it's that somebody can't pay their bill or can't go to the hospital or can't put gasoline in their car or feel, uh, uh, feed their children or they see their 401K is totally diminished and there they are again on a second restart after the Great Recession that you and I have discussed about previously, there's still going to be fear and there's still going to be needs and there's still going to be a requirement for the church. See, what we have is a crack. There's a crack in the crust that has grown across this world and in this country. And I want to point it this way. We need to repent. I know we've heard it so many times If my people who call themselves will humble themselves and repent that God will hear from heaven and answer our prayers. That's true. But sometimes it becomes too familiar. Steve, this number hasn't changed. And it's not going to change if we don't do something about it. And I firmly believe it's the blood of the unborn crying out to our God from across the world. I don't know how many people are aware, Stephen, but there have been 10 million abortions in 2020. That's, that's what, 10 weeks, 12 weeks? We're going, not even 12 weeks yet. In the same amount of time, we now have 21,800 deaths from coronavirus. Stephen, how about this? 86,000 people have died of the common cold. This is by the Worldometer, by the way, from the University of Hamburg. 190,000 people killed by suicide. 176,000 killed by malaria. 
250,000 killed by road accidents. I could go on and on. HIV, 300,000. Alcohol, 450,000. Cancer, 1.5 million. All since the beginning of 2020. So we have an enemy, and our, our president is right. At one moment, I heard him say it was called a spirit. And he said, this is the unseen enemy. We have to fight it. Well, that enemy has the same last name. He may have different first names. It might be cancer, smoking, coronavirus. Our job hasn't quit. Our job has just been magnified. So, yes, I believe this is a great opportunity for the church, but the church can lose the moment if we don't grasp it. And other than that, we need to be fearless. We need to stand fearlessly in the face of this, not because it's coronavirus and something we can't see and will it pass in four weeks or eight weeks or we've kept ourselves quarantined for 15 days. We still have battles. Steve, more people are dying from the flu and common colds than from this issue. So quarantining ourselves isn't going to stop the problem. What's going to stop the problem is by us realizing that there's only one answer, and it's Jesus Christ. Finally, I say this. I mentioned to you, and I was trying to find my notes. Maybe you'll be more successful at it than I, because you are a journalist, a very good one, I might say, and you do rely on that more than I do. Um, I'm just not as disciplined in you as you are in it. But I remember telling you, coming into 2020, I believe it was in the fall. I'm not even sure why we did a podcast around that period of time, but I said to you, I was sensing the eyes of March and that there would be moments and times when we'd be in great upheaval and there would be betrayals. And of course, we keep pointing to betrayals here in our country, what's happening politically. But the greatest betrayal that this modern world has seen has come from the Chinese government. They have indeed created a biological weapon that got away from them. I know that Many will say conspiracy, but guess what? It's a P4 lab, and it's the only one, and it's right there in Hubei province, right in Wuhan, just a couple miles from the epicenter, and it got out of control. But what did it accomplish? It did show them and everybody else that you could bring this world to its knees, the economic structure, down to its knees with a common virus. We have to realize that our enemy, the unseen enemy, is still the enemy we need to fight, Stephen. And we need to stand strong and be a voice and to show the power of God right now to a lost world whose hearts are failing them for fear. Well said. And I think it's so important, and I'm glad that you are speaking up. A lot of Christian leaders are timid about speaking up, or even if they feel that God shows them things, you know, I've seen this over the years that sometimes they're hesitant to say it, you know, just in case it doesn't come true and they're made to look like a fool. But you have been very bold, and I've said it before, but you were the first person who I knew personally that I remembered saying that God had raised up Donald Trump to be president, and this was when I was still a Ted Cruz supporter, and just hearing rumblings that different ones were beginning to hear this from God, and I just remember that it really got my attention, and of course, you know, different things happened, including our own coverage of it, but ultimately, he was elected president, and uh, I just so admired you uh, even being willing to give um, then-candidate Trump a, a word, uh, you know, privately. You gave it to him privately, but I documented this in my book, God and Donald Trump, and um, I remembered at the time, and I knew about it as your friend, even though at the time it was confidential. Later, you, you allowed me to tell the story. But I remember thinking, 
I don't think I'd be that brave if God had given me that word. Um, but yet you were fearless. And uh, I just, uh, you know, want to say thank you for being fearless and thank you for hearing from God. And thank you for being such a good source because, uh, you know, it's hard to, to cover the world. We rely on sources uh, to put us in touch with what's really going on that the secular media doesn't cover or covers wrong or whatever you could say. So uh, as we wrap up, uh, tell my listeners how they can uh, get in touch with you or uh, connect with your ministry. I appreciate that. Well, the first and foremost way is to go to Potashield. It's www.potashield.org, spelled P-O-T-U-S. POTUS, President of the United States, and SHIELD, S-H-I-E-L-D. I would love it if you would just go on and to your phone and text these numbers, 313131, and then in the message system, just write this one word, all lowercase, POTUS SHIELD, small case, P-O-T-U-S-S-H-I-E-L-D. You will then get the POTUS SHIELD alerts, and also I would direct you to the POTUS SHIELD website. In that website, it will also direct you to my personal website and uh, be able to connect with me personally. We've got a lot going on, Stephen. We do have the POTUS Shield convocation coming up in Washington, D.C., May 27th. I'm still believing it's going to happen. It's going to be at the National Press Club, and I already had confirmed some tremendous people to be with us there to give us a briefing so we can also pray and be a spiritual weapon on a call to arms. It's called Shield 2020, call to arms. I'd like anybody and everybody that can come to get there. We can only take about 500 people in. It's from noon to five o'clock, but coming from the ground zero in Washington, D.C. of the National Press Club, and I am hoping that that Steve Strang and Charisma Magazine will also be represented there by you, Steve, and that you can bring a short word that we can pray with, too. Well, we'll have to see, but it'd be a great honor, so thank you for that, and I appreciate, once again, you being on my podcast, and we will look up that podcast that you referred to and send it to you because I think that it is important that we document these things. Thank you for listening to The Strang Report today. Uh, Tune in again tomorrow for another one, and if you were... Uh, blessed by this or if you know people that would be interested in what Frank and I talked about be sure to send them this podcast I'm Stephen Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network God bless you thank you for listening to the Strang Report with Steve Strang to read more from Steve visit his blog the Strang Report on charismamag.com again that's the Strang Report on charismamag.com This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.